and the Hoffcast is back. <laughs> Did you notice? Did you notice we were gone for uh, almost two months? I'm using the royal we. It's just me here uh, back in California, and I want to apologize. I fully intended to keep the podcast going throughout the summer, but um, I I got my own show on SiriusXM, and uh, even though it was only a month uh, long, and it may come back, but we're, we're deciding on that right now, but um, turns out I was doing too many things and trying to be a stand-up and a father and get everything else situated at the same time, and I could not handle it. You guys know, uh, if you've been listening for a minute here, uh, you guys know that I'm incapable of um, of doing a lot of things all at once. Like I'm, I'm capable of doing a few things really well, and the rest of them terribly. So <laughs> if I if I spread my focus too thin, everything goes to hell. And so I ha- I was concentrating on my own serious show, uh, which if you guys have Sirius XM, all the episodes are still available up there on uh, the Sirius XM app or online. They're on demand. It's called Nick Hoff on Tour. And there are four episodes on there that follow me on tour. So if you guys want to give those a listen, you're like, hey, Nick, we missed you. Um, there, you can listen to me on there. I interview different people, different comedians, different places I went. I interviewed uh, cool people at cool restaurants, um, different venues that I went to. So if you want to check that out um, and say something nice about that, go right ahead. Uh, other than that, I'm starting back up on the podcast, and I'm going to be diligent every single week about churning these bad boys out. And hey, I might have a few bonus episodes here and there since I left you hanging. Since I left you hanging uh for almost two months i figure i owe you at least that so um <laughs> i'll uh, i'll get back on that um i want to thank everybody who came out to my shows in between episodes uh, i had shows in calgary was up there for a week that was a good time although six days is a long time to be in any one place um lincoln and omaha you guys came out to support me there, that was fantastic. Thank you guys so much, each one of you. Uh, that was amazing. I mean, we, we were smaller venues on those two shows, but uh, we filled them out. So that was really cool, you guys. I appreciate that. And next time I come back, I'll have new material. Um, and, uh, and maybe we can go bigger next time. Uh, Salt Lake City, first time there in a few years. And that club was awesome. Uh, big thanks to all the people there at Wise But. Wise Guys Comedy Club. That was a really fun time, even though Salt Lake City's a little weird, and you can just feel it. But but they're coming up. They're coming up. I mean, you can feel things shifting there, and they still have nice people, which is awesome. Shifting away from the oddities, but still very nice. So that that's a really cool place to be. Beautiful mountainscapes. Um, you can tell why. Why? Uh, who was it? Was it was it Brigham Young? or Oh, I talked to him about it. Was it Brigham Young, or was it uh smith that stopped there and he's like this is where we're setting up shop guys unpack your things we got it doesn't get any better than this got a lake right here we got plenty of salt and uh beautiful mountain ranges you can tell why why they stopped there uh it's a really cool spot and then um these last two weekends tempe arizona and san diego California. I want to thank everybody that came out to see me on those shows. It was good seeing some of you guys. Uh, really appreciate it. And uh, now back in Los Angeles, 
working on the new material, working on setting up roots here again, and um, it's good to be back. It, it was a it was a good tour with the family. The Too Many Butts tour has come to an end, uh, although Baby Neil still doesn't spend many days where he doesn't walk around just all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, say, Too Many Butts tour. It's just super cute. I, I think <laughs> I recorded him uh, singing at the top uh, a little bit of a little bit of the Hoffcast theme song. So if you guys heard that, um, <laughs> love uh, love Baby Neil. Um, and oh, on tour I didn't mention I was in Michigan. I was up in uh, the UP, the Upper Peninsula, which if you look at a map is basically Canada. And I got to go up there with Cable Guy, but we stopped. Uh, Nebraska Huskers were playing the University of Michigan in football, and we went to that game, stood down there on the field, and got curb stomped by the Wolverines. And it was still early enough in the season where we were like, you know what, maybe. Uh, but, oh, that was that was a brutal game. Like, we never had a shot. Like, we threw an interception on I think the third play of the game, and and immediately after we were like, "Ooh, I think that's done. I think uh, I think we might be in a little bit of trouble here, Huskers." But it was a blast getting to hang out down on the field. Had never done that before. Might not ever get to do that again. Oh no, no, we're gonna keep it positive. We're gonna be positive about it. That's that's a good thing, you guys. I think uh, there's too much too much negativity in the world. Too much. So, uh, you know, there's too many butts and there's too much negativity. We got to keep it positive, all right? I think good things happen when you stay positive. So, uh, congratulations to the Michigan Wolverines. Congratulations this last weekend to uh, the Northwestern Wildcats who beat the Huskers in overtime when we gave up 10 points in the last three minutes to go into overtime. <laughs> got to keep it positive. We're 0-6. You know, we're setting new standards. Uh, but I know that we're going to be... I know the Huskers will be back. You guys, if you're not a Husker fan, jump on board now. Now's the time. Buy low. Buy low because we are going to be good. I guarantee you. I can already tell just over the last few games we're getting a lot better. So now's the time. You guys aren't Husker fans? Uh, time to buy in. If you are Husker fans, you know, sit back. Like maybe put a couple of tweets into the draft folder. Uh, where you, yeah, because you're going to be doing some bragging. Here in the next few years. I'm calling it right now, and a lot of people are calling it, but I'm telling you, I believe it. I'm a believer. Uh, the Scott Frost system is going to work. I do think we need to uh, improve on defense, but this is getting a little, this is getting a little eerily specific in something that I'm not <laughs> I'm not an expert at. You guys are like, really? Huff, you going to go uh, coach football now? You going to? No, but, you know, I played. I had seven receptions my senior year. I know what I'm talking about. Surprisingly, went unrecruited. I don't know what that's about. Seven catches, a couple of big ones. Wanted to set up a game-winning field goal in Carney. God, I'm living in the past. What am I, Uncle Rico? Damn it. <laughs> we got to stay positive. Going to stay positive. We're going to be happy. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to get organized, you guys. This is something I always have a problem with. And I considered when I came back, I considered, because I always go back between uh, creative endeavors, you know, writing jokes, writing screenplays, coming up with show ideas, uh, to administrative work, whether it's sending out emails and uh, to club bookers or having to do some press uh, before I go to a club or uh, dealing with health insurance. 
um, we got back and I had a stack of mail, uh, you know, thicker than uh, a well-illustrated Bible. <laughs> and uh, and I had to go through It's still here. <laughs> I was about to lie and say, went through all that, took me weeks, but it's still here. It's still here. I've gone through the important things, like the stuff that's like, hey, you got to do this now. But now, now my actual inbox looks like my email inbox where uh, it just things pile up. Like I addressed the urgent things, the things I need, the things I can do right this second. But if it takes me an extra step, then I will read it and think, I'll get back to that. And I don't know if you guys are like me. Uh, if you are, my inbox right at this moment, um, 2,569 unread emails. That's just unread. That doesn't include the things that I actually clicked on and said, oh, I can do that later. Um, so many things I'm like, oh, I might need to refer to that. And I've got a lot of subfolders. I've got a lot of them, but not near enough because I've got 2,000 569 unread emails. Ugh. Like once a year I go through and I clean that thing out and it takes me days. And I am not looking forward to that. And even after I do that, I still have about a hundred emails in there where I'm like, ooh, I don't I don't want to make I don't want to make a hundred subfolders, but also I cannot get to this right now. I can't do it. But these are all things that distract me. And uh, you know, one one time somebody uh funny comic we're going to be positive. He's funny, but um but I, I don't know. I don't know a lot of people that would uh that give credit where credit's due, so I'm going to give him credit. And it actually is a double credit because he told me, but it's actually this guy named uh so is Lachlan Patterson who I think is a very hilarious stand-up comedian and uh, uh he he thinks a lot about things and he once told me, you know, never begin the day until it's finished on paper. And that was something that uh uh, Jim Ron, R-O-H-N said. And it makes a lot of sense to me, you know, like like you wake up in the morning, you get your list, you're like, this is what I'm going to accomplish today. And I've tried that before, but then my list just becomes a list. And and then I, I get another list because that list fills up. And even after I'm crossing things off, uh, I'll just do the easiest things and then the big things pile up. And so now I got like 10 big things where I've crossed off the 20 little things, but the 10 big things then roll over to another list where I add another three big things and six little things. I do the six little things. Now I got 13 big things. It's just lists. Upon, like my wife once made fun of me because I had a list in front of my computer and at the bottom of the list it said, see other list. <laughs> She's like, you have two lists? I was like, yes, yes, things aren't getting done over here. <laughs> Too much administrative work. And I blame, I blame, without getting negative, I don't want to be negative, but I put some of this blame on the United States government because they got too much crap, too much stuff that I have to do because of them. Too many tax things that come in. Uh, too many things I have to deal with, with taxes. Just just charge every citizen a thousand dollars to live here. How about that? How about you just like it doesn't matter how much money you make, everybody pays a thousand dollars. And some of you might be saying, "No, hey man, hey, hey, pump the brakes." But I, I feel like it's too much. We spend too much time worried about taxes. And if you actually looked on your tax form, like at the end, and you looked at how much you actually paid out, that's the that's the brilliance of the government, is that they take a little bit out of each paycheck. Like, But me, a lot of my paychecks come in, like from comedy clubs and gigs I do, I get the full amount, and then I'm 
supposed to send them in. Like every quarter, I'm supposed to send them in a little bit of money. Like, here, here's what I think you're going to take. It's like estimated taxes. Um, and I do that once in a while, but other one, otherwise, I just like pay the penalty. They're like, yeah, you owe an extra $37 because you didn't pay ahead of time. But it's like, it's a nightmare when you see actually how much they're taking out of out of your check. If you actually look at the end, like how much you made your uh, your gross and then your net, I mean, we'd have a revolution on our hands. And uh, but I'm gonna keep it positive, and maybe revolution is a positive thing. Maybe we do need uh, to kind of hit the reset button on the whole thing. Uh, but I'm, geez, I'm sitting here talking about staying organized on tasks, and I'm now, uh I've gone off. <laughs> I've gone off. Um, let's get back. Oh, never start a day you don't finish on paper. I think I'm going to try and be more vigilant about that. And, the, and and this guy like really outlines it here. Let's let's see what he says here. Maybe you guys can help me out with this because a little bit of it is um, is hard to understand. So it says this is how I got off on the email thing because it says empty inbox and create action items. He says, my inbox contains all the stuff in my life I need to remember or take action on. If I think of something, I send myself an email. So each morning he's sending himself an email of something he has to do. Uh, Each morning I process my inbox using the delete, delegate, defer, and do. Ooh, the four Ds methodology. Uh, I avoid trying to read an email more than once. In some cases, I don't read emails due to inbox rules I have created to automatically remove and file messages. It already sounds like this guy uh, is more advanced than me. But it sounds like he sends himself emails of to-do lists rather than having clutter, which would be nice, just piling up uh, at the house. I've got just stacks and stacks of papers and to-do lists. Um, So that's number one. Number two is record yesterday's results. Capture whether or not I completed yesterday's daily tasks and record any lessons learned if I did not complete a task. So it's kind of going back to see like how it worked. And so you can go back and <laughs> in my mind instantly, it said, uh, so you can scold yourself on what you, <laughs> on what you didn't get done. Because I, immediately I know I'm going to fail on my to-do list. Um, but also he's talking about delegate... Uh, I don't have anybody I can really delegate to like a couple people like what I could send. Some people have their manager do things, but uh, I'm not that kind of guy. I'm like I'm very hands on, like to do my own, like to book my own travel, stuff like that. Um, and oh, God, if I start to tell Sarah to do things, she will punch me in the throat. <laughs> She'll be like, I'm watching three children. I'm cooking the meals. I'm doing the dishes. I'm not doing another thing. And she just throat punched me and it'd be hard to breathe. And uh, if I can't breathe, I can't process these tasks. <laughs> but uh, OK, so I'm going to yell at myself. Number two is yell at yourself for the crap you failed at yesterday. Uh, number three is review weekly outcomes. I review my weekly outcomes and mark off any completed outcomes. Uh, number four, review previous day lessons learned since I will likely carry over uncompleted tasks. Okay, from the day before, so he knows he's going to fail too. I review yesterday's lessons learned. And then number five is set daily tasks, three to five items. My God, if I only had three to five items, I'd really get some stuff done. And my lists are like 20 to 30 deep. Uh, set daily tasks, three to five items. I determine what is next action in achieving one or more of the remaining outcomes and block time to accomplish those tasks. Okay, so that's that's smart. So he looks at his items and he like sets the next step for each one and then he parcels out a part of the day uh, 
to complete that task. So at least you're getting closer. Even if you're not completing a task, I guess at least you're getting closer to completing that task. So that makes sense. Like baby steps. Like I know people that I always try and reverse engineer something I need to do. So if I need to, if I need to write a script, I reverse engineer it. Okay, I'm going to need uh, the outline. I'm going to need character development. I'm going to need. Uh, uh, maybe script writing was a bad. I'm gonna need like first draft, and I kind of like reverse engineer it and say, okay, if this all, if this is gonna take me this many days, this is gonna take me this many days, then that's this many days total. So now I gotta go to step one, step two, try to. So that's smart, I guess. Um, so he says, why these steps work by cleaning your inbox in a batch. Don't know that I know what that means. If you guys know what that means, tell me. By cleaning out your inbox in a batch, you can avoid disruption during the day, which is a productivity killer. Yeah, interruptions are a productivity killer. My home office, as many of you know, is right here inside of my uh, condo. So um, so the kids can walk in at any time. Hey, Dad, I need you to do this. Will you do this? Will you throw me high? Will you swing me? Will you <laughs> Whatever it is. If I'm doing something creative... Even if I'm doing something uh, administrative, that just like ruins all my mojo. I need to get a lock on the sliding door. But they'll just come up to it and pound. That's all they'll do. They'll just come up and shove their face into the, into the glass and bother me. But that kills my productivity. But hey, I guess that's why, you know, you get eventually you get, uh, you get skilled enough or, or uh, advanced enough where you can, um, you can have an office. That's, I always thought that. Watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, I used to like kind of curse out Larry David from my couch. Like, well, why does that guy got an office? He's got a ten bedroom house. Why would he? Why would he pay money to go to an office? Now you know, because there's always a disruption. There's always somebody that can bother you at how at the home. And I don't say bother like in a bad way. Like, very much love my entire family, but uh, <laughs> they come in every ten seconds. And even if it was only. Once an hour, it would still shove you off task. Even eating lunch with them sometimes is like too much for me. Then I get all disoriented and I don't know what task I was working on where I was. Uh, that's why right now they're out of the house. I was like, I'll do a podcast, knock this out while they're gone. I got a little time. Let me do this. And then that's just one thing I can cross off my list. I have four things on my list. So I'm kind of already doing this, uh, but I did... I did avoid two of those things. I worked, this will be the second thing I've done. I worked really hard on the first thing. It's taken me a lot longer than I thought it was going to take me. Um, okay, so let's see here. Uh, helps you just dis- uh, avoid disruptions. Number two, reviewing your weekly outcomes. You can ensure an effort for the day is aligned with your weekly outcomes and you are making progress. Okay, so just checking off progress, making sure you're going forward. Uh, by setting Number three, by setting your daily tasks, you can avoid the tyranny of the urgent and keep focused during your day. In addition, setting your tasks gives you the opportunity to set realistic goals. Okay, tyranny of the urgent. I suppose that means like something comes, something comes up and you have to do it, then you've got that time, or maybe you don't have to worry about that because you've already set up the tasks. I don't know. Urgent things come up all the time. I don't know what this guy's talking about. Okay. Number four, by setting your daily tasks, you also create accountability to yourself. Boom. Just like I said, yell at yourself for failing. Uh, number five, by capturing and reviewing your lessons learned from yesterday, you avoid making the same mistake twice. This all seems well and good. I'm going to give it a shot. What is today? Monday? Wish I had started on Monday. But uh, I'm going to give it a shot on Tuesday, and, um, and I can kind of let you guys know next week how it's going. We'll see if I get 
some of this paper trail I got going here. See if I can eliminate some of that. See if I can eliminate some of these things on my to-do list and, and do a better job at them. I do a few things well. So if I only have five, three to five things on my list, I'll bet you I could do them well. But I, I stare at this list of like 36 things. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do anything. And then I just crawl up and, and eat a bag of potato chips. Then I get fat, and then I got an unhealthy, and then I'm like, now I got to exercise. It's a it's a vicious cycle, you guys. It's a vicious cycle. Let's see. I'm 20 minutes in. This thing's gonna be short because I'm gonna get back into the groove of things here. And and you know what? I gotta get you guys back into the groove too. You know, we'll build back up to the hour. We'll build back up. Um. Oh, here's something that distracted me today. Uh, <laughs> um. Have you ever eaten? at a place, and you're like, oh, I wish I didn't have to come here for that. I wish I could just make that at home. It's so good. Wish I could just, wish I could just, I wish I could cook, first of all. And then secondly, like some people can just eat something and they know what's in it. Like that's, uh, that's cumin, which is one of the weirdest spices, by the way, when you look at how it's been. I thought it was cumin for the longest time. People are like, no, 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 it's not cumin, it's cumin. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I wish I could cook, but some people can tell but there's this thing online called what is it? It's um, I found it like a few years ago when I was making like IHOP pancakes. Wife was craving IHOP pancakes, and I looked it up online. They're like, "Here's how you do it," and I cooked it. And she's like, "These are the best homemade pancakes I've ever had. Uh, they taste just like IHOP." I was like, "Boom!" Uh, this thing is like all recipes, and they've um, they've mimicked. Uh, like restaurant, like even smaller restaurants. Like I found a place that's, there's only, I think two of them here in Los Angeles and nowhere else. So it's not like really a chain. There's just a couple of them. And they uh, they replicate the recipes. And now people go in and they say, ah, oh, I'd substitute this for this. But it, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. Like, and here's the problem. I haven't tried this recipe yet. I'm going to try it. Uh, maybe here in the next couple weeks. It's for it's for killer shrimp. If you guys have ever had killer shrimp in the marina, I guess there's one in the valley too, but in the marina is the one I've been to. This oh, it is so good. It's just it's just shrimp in this like spicy broth, and you just eat like an entire loaf of bread soaking up this broth and eating the shrimp. It is so good and probably so <laughs> unhealthy for you because I've put it I've put it the leftovers in the fridge before and when you take it back out you just see like the inch thick layer of butter that's coagulated at the top and then you gotta like microwave it and it's all soupy again and you go back into it with another loaf of bread uh but it is so good and i found the recipe or what they say is the recipe on this allrecipes.com but this thing's from like 2011 you feel like feel like we'd have had some updates by now um so who knows and even if i Here's the problem with being bad at cooking is even if they do have the recipe right, I'm probably going to screw it up. I'm probably not going to do a good job. Uh, so I'm going to be like, ah, it doesn't really taste like it. I'll blame it on the recipe. Not on my cooking, but on the recipe. You got to make things foolproof, okay? Like I'm not great at cooking things, specifically meat. Like, like my wife likes to watch a lot of these cooking shows and they're always cooking meat and they're like, oh, it's very necessary that you get this to a perfect medium rare. Gordon Ramsay's was like, oh, this is not, this is rubbish. This is not medium rare. And, and he's yelling and I'm like, well, first of all, medium rare is a little too close to rare. And rare, all of a sudden now you can't eat things. 
And I, you know, then you got to like throw it in the microwave. Now you're ruining it. Now it tastes like rubber. I'd rather give it, make sure it's there to where it's safe to eat. So that way I'm not at least, I'm at least I'm not wasting my food, you know? At least that way I don't have to throw something out because, oh, it's undercooked and now no, everybody's getting sick from salmonella poisoning. Uh, I think it's better over than under. That's my like if if you're a rookie or just a like you know casual chef. Like if I'm cooking something on the grill, I'm always gonna err on the side of make sure they're done because I don't want somebody biting into the hamburger going, "Hey, this thing just bit me back. Why don't you throw it back on there for a few minutes? Now it's got a bite mark out of it, and I've got a bite of hamburger on the ground that I had to spit out. So <laughs> I always go over. And I, I, maybe that's why I don't cook a lot on the grill, <laughs> especially like my old place, uh, the grill, it was really dark. So you couldn't even really see what you were doing. And you, it always came back with just charred meat and people were like, what the hell did you do? I was like, I couldn't see. I didn't know. Don't blame me. Thanks for coming over. <laughs> um, I, I've got a lot of problems when it comes to cooking. Like I don't, I don't believe in preheating. You know what? Yell at me if you want. I don't believe in preheating. Just longer cook times. Okay? It doesn't matter. You tell me I got a preheated oven for 400 to 400 and that takes 15 minutes? I'm just going to throw this thing in for an extra 12 minutes. Like, and it's going to gradually cook when it's up to 100 degrees and when it's up to 200 and 300. It's going to cook a little bit. It doesn't matter. In my opinion, it doesn't matter. And a lot of, maybe some of you guys are going to send me emails saying, Hoff, it, it matters a lot. Okay, you can't, they give you the specific cook times, the thing's supposed to taste a certain way, the meat will seize up, whatever the hell it is, maybe you got a point. If you got a point, hit me up. If you're just, if you're an idiot like me, don't bother, okay? Just send me an angry tweet. But I would take all serious emails. My email is on my website. Just go ahead, send me a serious email or Facebook message. If you're not so serious, you just want to yell at me, send me a tweet. (laughs) I can deal with that. Um, so I'm gonna try that at some point. If you guys have some kind, they, there's this one lady that corrected the killer shrimp recipe on there, and then she like corrected a bunch of stuff, and then she goes, and then there's one. Oh, it was really snarky. What the hell did she say? Let me see if I can find. It. Okay, here, yeah. So uh, Deidre fifty eight said, uh, uh, finally. She she goes through and she corrects things. She's like, first of all, you got too much better. It should be a half cup, not a full cup. And uh, you must leave the shrimp skin on and double the amount of clam juice, yada, yada, yada. And then at the end, she says, finally, there is a secret ingredient involved, which I am not prepared to divulge. But with the above, you'll get close. Um, and you're just like, oh, you turd, Deidre58, on allrecipes.com. I hope you're listening to this. If you are, send me a nice email saying, here's the secret ingredient, and I'll keep it secret. Uh, but why would you not give us the, like, it's not like you own killer shrimp. Otherwise, why would you correct the rest of it? Unless she's trying to throw us off. But everybody else said her corrections were correct. But then there's, like, one last thing. What is it? It's probably stupid. It's probably some stupid... It's probably like you say a prayer over the top of it or you just wave a magic wand over the top of the soup or or uh, maybe they're spitting in their soup and they're like, eh, I don't really want to tell you what it is, but there is one other thing that they do to all the turds coming in and eating shrimp. Uh, but yeah, so, so I'm going to try it with all the things. I'll let you guys know if killer shrimp tastes as good at home as it does at the restaurant. If not, I'm just going to have to go get it at the restaurant. 
Uh, it's giving me the craving. Just looking at the recipes, giving me the craving. And I'm also gonna, I'm also gonna tear down that inbox. Okay, you. That's a Nick Hoff guarantee, you guys. My my inbox two thousand five hundred sixty nine. Hold on, let me hit refresh so that we're up to date. Uh, let me see if anything else come in. Nothing. Oh, thank God, nothing else came in. Okay, two thousand five hundred sixty nine unread emails. Uh, by the time I get back to you, I'm gonna have it under a thousand. Okay, I'm gonna go through and I'm gonna personally delete sixteen, almost sixteen hundred unread emails. I'm gonna get it under a thousand by the next time you hear from me. Okay, which is gonna be a week or less. That's also a Nick Hoff guarantee. The Hoffcast is getting back on track, you guys. We're getting back on track. Let me know if there's things I missed, things you want me to talk about, things that you think are boring as hell, and you're like, Hoff, knock it off. Don't want to hear it. Uh, let me know, and <laughs> I'll stop doing that, or I'll make that part better. Okay, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get better at this, okay? Uh, you know, that's the goal every single day. Get three to five things checked off my list, uh, be a better dad than I was yesterday, get funnier than I was yesterday, and I'm going to be a better podcast host, okay? I will not let you guys down. I refuse to let you down. We are all going to be positive together. We're going straight to the top, you guys. Write me your hopes, your dreams, your love, and I'll talk to you guys next. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I, you know what? I could have ended the podcast right there, and it would have been a nice, you know, everything would have been buttoned up, but then I wouldn't have been doing my job to tell you that this upcoming tour dates, because I'm still on the road almost every weekend. I'm back in Los Angeles during the week doing shows. So if you're in Los Angeles, hit me up. I'll, I'll tell you what local shows I'm doing. Otherwise, uh, this weekend, on Thursday, I'm in Bismarck, North Dakota. Supposed to be snowing up there. Gonna be beautiful. And um, so if you're in Bismarck, hit me up. Uh, and then Friday, Saturday, I'm in Rochester, Minnesota. That's right. Home of the Mayo Clinic. Uh, probably should go to the doctor at some point while I'm there. Um, but Rochester, Minnesota, I'm doing Goonies Comedy Club. Uh, if you're in the Minnesota area, you know, say hi. If you're in Minneapolis, say hi. It's only an hour away. Come on down. Uh, maybe I'll get up there, visit the Mall of America. I haven't been there since I was in junior high. You know, go ride that roller coaster. Uh, I bet it's snowing in Rochester as well. Um, so that's me this weekend. Uh, those dates are, um, October 18th, 19th, 20th. Uh, the 18th, my mom's birthday. Shout out Susan Hoff. Happy birthday. And, uh, then next weekend, uh, the, no, uh, October 25th through the 28th, I'm in Georgia down in the Savannah area doing shows all around there with funny guy, uh, Colin Moulton. So, uh, if you're in Georgia, I'm going to be all over you. And then the weekend after that first weekend in November, I'm down in San Diego, two more places, uh, Bay Bridge Brewing and Twigs. Uh, whatever the hell that, <laughs> whatever the hell Twigs is. If you're in San Diego, you want to see uh, my new stuff, come on out to that. Um, and so that's me the next couple weeks. So now this is the real end. I've already said all I wanted to say to you. I love you guys. Uh, keep, keep listening. Subscribe on iTunes. Give it a rating on there. Tell your friends. I love you guys. I'll talk to you guys in under a week. I promise. <laughs>